Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamant. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Robert? I'm feeling really sporty. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> Why? I know, it's actually a word you've like never, I'd never think that would ever spill out of your mouth. Go on. Yeah, and I'm not feeling like a Spice Girl, you know, like Sporty Spice Spice. today. Mm. But I am feeling quite sporty because um, even though we're in lockdown and I know all of my friends and also a lot of our listeners are getting quite frustrated because um, they're not able to exercise as much as we could before. um, In the UK, we've been lucky enough that we're allowed to go out once a day to exercise. And I did a little kind of jog. I wouldn't say it was a run but i did do a little jog today in my local park a saunter a little saunter a little saunter and um (laughs) it got me thinking about today's guest and why is that russ well because today's guest is like one of the sportiest if not the sportiest guest we have ever had on talk seriously yeah and also seriously sporty really really successful sportsman in america this guy is like a five times all-star He's won the NBA championships with the Cavaliers in 2016. He is one of America's best basketball players. And we are honoured because he is a newly found art fanatic fan like us. He's an art geek. And he is also (laughs) being led by one of the blazing lights of information in the art world, one of the most incredible art advisors out there. And we have got them both on as a pairing, which is such a treat. I know, which is also very unique to talk art because normally we just have one guest and I'm loving that we have two different people. The collector and the art advisor are going to have a conversation. So we would like to welcome to talk art... Kevin Love and Jane Suta. <laughs> hey guys, what an thanks introduction. for having us. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, <what> an introduction. <laughs> How are you both today? How are you, Kevin? Where are you in the world? Uh, I am in Cleveland, Ohio. So actually, where I uh, live during the season, where I play during our season, which takes place pretty much October through, if you're any good. Uh, which we had for, which we were for four years. Uh, we went to the NBA Finals and played through June. So, wow. but right now, um, no, just uh, pretty much social isolating, social distancing, staying at home, and trying to stay in shape for when the uh, the basketball Call season back. resumes here. What's yeah. what's it feeling like there? Are you is it this experience now? I mean, it's surreal for everyone. But how are you taking this? No, it's it's really, uh, like you said, a surreal time to to navigate right now. I mean, there's so much stress, there's so much anxiety. The the for me, it's always the the fear of the unknown. What's coming the next 
day, let alone the next several weeks and what, you know, the world as we know it is going to look like, uh, mm. you know, from here on out. I think this will, you know, really change us in some ways, uh, how we interact and, and how we move forward. But I, I do think on a positive note, um, you know, this will change us for the better as well. It's just, you know, the long-term effects will will play out over time, but we just don't know what those will be. But, you know, hopefully a lot of positive will come from this. And, and you know, as, as human beings, we're super resilient. Exactly. And then we're here with Jane Souter. Hi, Jane. Hi, guys. Hi, Where Jane. are you in the world? I'm in London. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a grey, aeroplaneless sky. I mean, usually there's a plethora of aeroplanes flying above the house in Chelsea, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen one for days. Do you get used to the noise of the planes and now it feels eerily silent? You just become part of, like, the sounds yeah, of the house? Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy hearing. I enjoy hearing them. You know, they're just, they're just part of the kind of, like, natural environment there. They're like the birds singing. You know, you the don't... aeroplanes um, flying. I, I, Yes. <laughs> it's really funny because in um, in Margate, where I live, I often hear like a road noise of, of buses or traffic, you know, from exactly. afar. And now it's just silent. And last night, yeah. I actually had to leave my house for like two minutes just to pick up uh, a tin can that had been rolling <laughs> up and down the street. And it was the only thing you could hear. And it was and like it was echoing so, really loud. It, wow. But it really was. And it was so weird that I was like, it's actually making me feel strange. So I had to go out and I eventually found it. It was on the other side of the road, but I found it and put it in a bin because I was like, I can't do this. What an amazing this. story, like, Rob. Because wow. you're so you. noise sensitive now. <laughs> you're like a bat. So, <laughs> Kevin, Jane Kevin, and Kevin. What, is it, what yeah. is it like for Kevin though? Because if you're an athlete who's always, you know, constantly doing exercise what how frustrating is that or are you managing to do stuff at home so i'm actually uh i'm very fortunate to have an in-home gym but the the hardest part for me is not working out with with any natural light so it's i have it downstairs where um you know i have my free weights i have uh you know some cardio that i can do but there's just nothing quite like getting out there and and playing the sport that I love it just there's nothing that compares to staying in shape that way and and you know the grind of a uh, 82 game plus season it's just Mm. it's different right now and super frustrating and it's a way to listen exercising and and making sure that your body and mind are right are a way to alleviate stress uh, especially Mm. in times like this but not being able to actually have that human interaction and going into practice and playing games and playing in front of fans it's just a uh and with your you know, teammates, like I, earlier, I guess. And, and yeah, with your teammates. I mean, you develop. You know, for me, I'm the I'm the oldest guy on the team now. Geez, 31 years old in my so old. Oh, granddad. I'm so old, Jane. Yeah, yes. I'm a 31. So oh, I'm wow. like the established veteran on the team, and I, you know, it's funny because on our plane when we travel, I get to talk to, uh, and this is what keeps me young. I get to talk, uh, sit next to our rookie who's 19 years old, and just you know, kind of see, you know, feel out what he sees in the game, see what his life is off the court, where his family wow. is, where he's from. But, you know, now we don't get that it, or yeah. we don't get to have that, that, you know, in person, in the flesh, physical interaction. Everything is through, you know, our phone and, and, and virtually kind of like what we're doing here. So that right now, in yeah. itself, yeah, is kind of what I mean when it's going to, this is definitely going to change us, but we'll find different ways to, uh, Oh, we found different ways to, to to stay in touch and stay on top of that. So when we come back, it'll just be, you know, kind of an easy segue to get back into things. 
Well, hopefully. So you're a five times all-star, but aside from that, another passion in your life is art. So you have, how long have you been into art and collecting art, and how did you and Jane form a working relationship and a friendship now? Yeah, well, we, uh, Jane, we met, how long ago was it? I mean, it must have been around, what, four or five years ago now? Yes, yeah, I think that's right. I had to come to LA and I had to have a meeting with you, and I was up against another art advisor who remained really? nameless. Oh, it was an yes. audition. You had an audition. It was an audition. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. No it's way. never happened to me before. But That's I was great, determined. What a challenge. I was determined that I was going to win whatever it took. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it was such a kind of novel new experience for me. Why was you looking for an art advisor, Kevin? Uh, just, I mean, I have so many, so many passions um, and other interests, I should say, outside of of, of basketball. Um, mm-hmm. You know, basketball is not, you know, it's kind of like that cliche of it's, you know, in sports or, you know, people and what they do, what their main focus is, their North Star is that, you know, basketball is what I do. It's not who I am. So, you know, for me, it was, um, you know, really just wanting to, uh, you know, navigate this space in a way that, um, you know, made me really, really um, happy. And I always make vision boards. I always find ways to, yes. um, yeah, find, you know, the best kind of things out of life. So, mm. uh, But you I know what you just, liked, but you wanted like an education. You wanted someone to step uh, in and really an guide education, you. education, like, yeah. And yes. as Jane knows, I'm, a, I'm an avid reader. So I said, uh, you know, just send me as much as you can. And if you've been around Jane and talked to Jane enough, you're always excited for, for what she's going to say next. And exactly. that extends, yeah. extends yes. beyond the, uh, <laughs> the world of art. And also I'm a relentlessly curious person. Uh, and that comes without fear or prejudice. So uh, yeah. in, in, a, in a way, in talking to Jane, it was, uh, you know, me being intellectually self-conscious because she knew so much more than I did, and especially yes. in the art no, world. No, so like, come on, so I was you like, know as much as me now. This, I want to be around <laughs> this person uh, a lot yeah, and yeah. as much as possible just because she's such a, uh, you know, I hate to say it here when she's listening, but she's a delight and, um, you know, has taught me, um, you know, really a lot. I feel so exactly far the same. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Towards myself to... and you. <laughs> so Jane, how did you go about? How did you go about um, teaching Kevin? What was your first kind of references that you wanted to bring to him? Well, I've got to tell you something. First of all, he's been incredibly modest, and he's a bit of a Renaissance man himself. Oh yeah. Because as he said, he's an avid reader. Um, He's a great wine connoisseur. He's a fabulous traveller. He appreciates gourmet food. Um, He's an expert when it comes to films. So, you know, this is a talented guy who really is showing that it's important to have a plethora of hobbies outside the basketball court. I do know that when I first met him, I gave him a book. It was a Thames and Hudson book called something like Why Your Child Couldn't Have Done This. So yes. it was a kind of gentle, it was a gentle introduction to art history, kind of charting the advent of photography and explaining very gradually how art moved away from the representational towards the abstract. So I gave him that 
as um, a kind of like gift to seduce him, to have something <laughs> to take away from our initial meeting. And no, then we right. just started this kind of like back and forth dialogue. Um, I'd sent him information on artists and he'd be very honest. He'd say, nah, I don't like that. Or yes, like that's what? fantastic. Who for, example, who, for example, haven't you liked then, Kevin? Who has Jane sent you you've been unresponsive to? Yeah, I think initially I was just always drawn to, uh, you know, like Jane had just mentioned my uh, my other interests and one of them being film. Like, uh, you know, one I particularly, I'll tell you what I did like was was Ed Ruscha, just yes. Yes. Yeah. R- right out of the gate, whether it be yeah. um, a lot of his, his texts um, mm-hmm. and, you know, very famous pieces of his, like, you know, the end, it's like the... That dream of, uh, he always has that dream of the, you know, especially here in America, like the American West or, or a better life. And, um, you know, being a film and cinema lover, uh, that's why the, the end appealed to me initially, just because he has that, such, a, such a cinematic sensibility yes. in, in his work. And say that he hadn't heard of Ed Ruscheh. I mean, this is someone who was brought up to speed so quickly and was Mm -hmm. able to kind of grasp, like, the history of art in its entirety. So, you know, he hadn't heard of Ed and other artists that we added to his collection. So he was was learning super quickly and deciding who he really wanted in the collection. Do you feel a big responsibility, Jane, when when you're in this position with trying to uh, craft a collection with someone and build something and educate them in the process and really have that kind of marriage suddenly together in art? I do, I do. But it's something that I'm passionate about, so it comes naturally. Mm-hmm. And I want them... Well, in Kevin's instance, I wanted him to really have a predominantly blue-chip collection, you know, that could really take him throughout his lifetime and um, I was kind of nervous to get him too many emerging artists so I wanted him to have something really really um, solid yeah to then build around yeah yeah to, to build around. It's also nice to hear, though, that because that, um, for me, as a gallerist, I always find the collections I love the most are when it's not just an advisor saying, oh, these are the people no. you should buy, but instead yeah. the, the collector themselves, you get their personality. And it very much Absolutely. sounds, Kevin, like, like even though Jane might have sent things to you, you actually did say no to certain things, which is brilliant. Sure. And then, and then you get to express yourself through what you're collecting. Um, have you found that? Yeah, I mean, even if if you were to walk into my my apartment in in New York City, I feel like you get a uh, you know a pretty good sense of of who I am as a person and and what appeals to me and also what inspires me as well. Like you know, mm. if, if if you look at um, you know right as you walk in, uh, I have a I have a Richard Prince and. Uh, you know, I have that like that dream of the American West, how I said with with the Rouches and, you know, some of my favorite movies. And I always say in a previous life, I told I've told Jane before that, like, I was a cowboy and I was a plains drifter. And, uh, you know, that all that appealed to me and my favorite movies, uh, you know, some of the big names in, in Westerns like Clint Eastwood and John Wayne, the Duke, right, the Good, right. the Bad and the Ugly, Fistful mm-hmm. of Dollars, Few Dollars More, like that really appealed to me. So initially, from that very primitive basis, the the Richard Prince cowboy 
you know, really appealed to me. And if you saw just in, in, the, in the furniture I choose or, or, you know, the, like I said, the movies I watch or, you know, just my overall style, it's like Ralph Lauren, Double RL, you know, Colorado. So it's very you know, American to your taste. Your taste seems His to be like your is, taste. Yeah. Is, you're very like American dream and very American and proud. Yes. And the imagery that we've all grown up with of what America is, is yes. you, like, well, that's great. So, and would you say you like you like text and or do you like figuration? Do you know your sort of style you're going for? Or there is a textural theme throughout the collection because he's got, um, you know, Tracy Emin's um, piece and insane what, design like a for you and oh, neon. Yes. Oh, really? From, Brilliant! Yeah, from 2019. That's um, in a pink heart and then he's got Ed Ruscha's work which is all text space and Doug Aitken as well so there are various themes running through the collection and it is it is you're right it is mainly figurative oh absolutely and one of my you know actually uh you know kind of across which uh from uh my Richard Prince is the Eamon it says uh uh an insane desire for you and that's actually my my girlfriend Kate's um, and that's by design too. Thank you, Jane. That's her favorite piece. So actually when you walk <laughs> in, you have, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a great one, but the Aitken is amazing. Uh, I have a walking piece of art in my, my dog Vestry. She's a, uh, Hungarian Vishla. She's beautiful. Yes. And I um, love those dogs. Oh my God. Yeah, oh, they're amazing. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's beautiful. She has a, uh, a lot of personality too, but, um, no, the, uh, no, I think it, all my entire collection, I feel like, tells a story and is, is yes, is, you're right, and is who I am, and that's um, yeah, that's what I love about uh, my collection is it's it's storytelling. It's like a it's like a great book or it's yeah. like a it's like a, a a great piece of film. So I think that's what what drew me to those pieces initially, and you know I had Jane, uh, you know, kind of helping me find what what yeah. you know kind of fit oh, in I the do. wheelhouse of who I am. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Do you feel like you want to? <laughs> buy a piece of really nice art as a memory every time you get a big achievement in on the basketball court so. oh uh, that is such a good point 100% like if even even when i turn uh you know 30 years old i think um it was a week after uh there was a uh there was a uh, a Rouché piece and it was actually the end that i ended up buying which uh you know jane knows knows the piece pretty well and that's it, you know right um there in my living room as, as, mm. um, you know, a great piece that I see. And it reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, a, a really good time. And have a time, your 30th birthday yeah. and stuff. Great, yeah. great memories. Exactly. Do you get to go out to galleries a lot? Do you, you experience in like being in New York and Los Angeles and the, the spaces there and the collections? Absolutely. So Jane actually makes it a point that anytime I'm in a, a city to, to message her and, uh, you know, kind of see if there's there's anything I need to be to be looking at. So um, we've been to um, Freeze together and he's done quite a few of the New York galleries and we've had the privilege of going to Edward Shade's studio as well. Oh, wow. So, yeah. What was that yeah. like, Kevin? That's the dream for me. How was it? Oh, it's, I mean, really, really amazing. Um, he's just such a, he's just such a, a, a good man. And speaking of my, my 30th birthday, Jane, he, he actually, we had met and he wrote me a, because uh, I had started a fund around uh, mental health and he had written me a, 
a nice note that I actually ended up framing for my for my 30th birthday just because he's such a, a a nice man. The studio is unbelievable. Oh. It's like that that was a dream for me as well. And um, for me. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, if you've oh my ever... God, we're both totally jealous. And for us, now. we're like open mouth, like, oh, yeah, so jealous. Yeah, we are jealous. both open yeah. mouth because we love, yeah. love, yeah. love him. Love. He's the coolest. Do you feel like so, now yeah. you build up this collection of really solid... Uh, blue chip artists you feel like now that you'd be more adventurous and go down the emerging artist route and look at people that are, have kind of been inspired by these artists you got and now creating work of their own language absolutely i mean it's uh, i always one i always like origin stories i like to know what what makes people tick but um you know i also like to to know their process so if i if it really appealed to me it it was um you know, kind of in the wheelhouse of, of, you know, everything that I've owned so far, I would slowly, you know, start to collect uh, emerging artists just because there, there's so much good art out there that I yes. feel like, yeah. you know, in the first four or five years of collecting, I still haven't seen. And I think that's what, that's what makes it so fun for me is there's just so much it's out there. It's never ending, just, Kevin. It's, it's never, never ending. Ending. And that's what makes it so fun. Yeah, It's the best though. And it is like, it is a life pursuit. Who would you show Kevin now? If Kevin was saying, right, I'm up for looking at emerging artists, who would the people now be that you would push towards him to consider looking at? I mean, I think it's nice to start in an art fair environment because mm-hmm. then he can look at them side by side. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, anyone, Loie Hollowell, mm-hmm. um, Jordan Wolfson, I think he may have seen Jordan's work. Have you got your teammates into it, Kevin? Uh, I haven't. I had a, a, a former teammate who, you know, had been to my, my, my place in New York and really loved, uh, you know, Doug Aitken's work. And I said, listen, you're in yeah. Los Angeles, his, his studios in, in Culver City, which, Jane, we've also been to oh, as wow. well. Yes. For God's yes. sake. <laughs> sorry, who else, who else is shooting? Have you been to George Kondo's studio? Have you been there yet? Uh, I have not, not but I, I love, I love, love, love his work as well. Um, you do? Have you, do you own George Kondo? Have you got his work? Uh, I have a drawing of his, yes. Ah, what is it? It's a colour drawing, may I add. Amazing. It's a colour drawing. It's, you know, it's a kind of typically Picasso esque um, abstract drawing from 2017. Yes, it's beautiful. Haven't you got one for us? Yeah, I've got a drawing by him from 2007 of a uh, woman with light bulb. And it's a very yeah, Picasso-esque woman. It's not the, you haven't got the grotesque butler figure in there, but of his like, right, alter right, ego. Right. But it's like this woman, very beautiful woman with her boobs out, holding a light bulb, which, you know, is completely me. Normally, do. as women do, always, they, always take, they always take their bras off and then they hold a light bulb. Don't yeah, they? <laughs> that's what I'll be doing later tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Kevin, that's what women do. What about when you were growing up? Because I heard that, um, which I was quite surprised about, you had a family connection to the Beach Boys. Is that true? Yes, my uncle is uh, is Mike Love of the Beach Boys, who's actually the uh, the lead singer in mm. the Wilsons. Um, uh, Brian, Dennis, and Carl—they are my cousins. So, which is oh, so yeah, wild. There is, yeah, a whole another form of art in the uh, in the family. So that's, uh, yeah, I got to say he's he's uh, you know pretty brilliant, and so is Brian. And you know how they—I uh, mean, they—they they were America's band uh, for so many. Uh, and I mean, so you know, if you're thinking of yes. music being art, I mean, that is it. I mean, Beach Boys are the pinnacle to me. You know. They're, they're totally incredible. I loved that you're connected to them, though. It's so kind of unexpected somehow as a sports <laughs> It is, star, isn't it? But it's genius. And do you, did, did you ever make art yourself, like growing up? 
Uh, I didn't. I was. Uh, that is not something you'd want to see out of me. Just like you wouldn't want to see uh, hear me singing. Uh, yeah, it, that wasn't uh, you know something that I was blessed with, but always respected. Um, you know, the craft and always found a lot of, uh, a lot of ins- uh, inspiration from it. Yeah. Maybe that's Amazing. also why you have such a passion for it now, because it's something you can't do yourself. Cause I always find yes. like, I, I, right. I never made art and I love it so much because I can't draw and I can't paint. And it's like, it is like, it becomes this kind of magical transformative thing to, I yeah. know, I, well, I artists, really artists become heroes. You put them on pedestals, don't you? Because they're doing something higher. Art is always higher than us. I always find Yes. Do you have dream artists now, Kevin? That you're like, I would love to meet this artist, or, or like, what would be what would be someone you would love to meet, maybe dead or alive, or, or an artist's work that you would just you'd love to live with now and own? And uh, well, I think you said one of them, I and mean, he's just, I believe his his studio's just up on the uh, the Upper East Side. There's is George Condo. He's one that um, you know has always appealed to me, and like you said, his the the balance between the the beautiful and the and the and the grotesque in his work i was always always uh you know drawn to him and and his work so he's one of them but also um i'd probably say uh you know basquiat just because in new york he was such a uh you know a darling of the 80s and in that time with his his you know graffiti based art and Mm, uh you know kind of had that story of of you know like i said with i like origin stories and and a lot of times humble beginnings where it was, you know, street yeah. to studio, died from an OD and just had, you know, especially during that time, just so much influence on the world of art. I think that's that's probably somebody that, um, you know, I would have liked to meet. Jane, are you going to be able to make that happen? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring Jean-Michel Basquiat back from the dead. Good. She can Into probably George get in the DVD. Yeah. Yeah, the seance, you can, yes. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? The have you seen the movie Basquiat? <laughs> Kevin, have you seen the movie Basquiat? I, 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 I have seen the movie Basquiat, yeah. yes. It's the documentary that, that was directed by uh, that, Julian Schnabel? Yes. Is that the same Correct. one? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you like his work? Yes, I, I, yeah, I definitely like some of his... Uh, what would it be like the 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 rose uh, uh, plate paintings were yeah know, the smash plate I'm, paintings yeah. yes yes yeah definitely that would some look of his work I really enjoy yeah yeah and do you have any sculptures in your collection he's got an Anthony Gormley yes <laughs> where is that is that in New York or is it I guess it, you've it's got in it. New York yes and, and what, what's amazing what kind of about that it? it's it's literally the same. Uh, color as as my as my dog it has that that obviously like a lot of his work does that that rust color to it and yes um, i've taken a lot of photos of them <laughs> can my, you send a, my... pit, a picture to us for us to put on our instagram feed when this goes yes. out of oh, your, dog and your, go- your dog and your yes. gormley and we'd like one with yeah. you next to your ed roche as well would be pretty cool can i do a um you guys can take a video too, obviously, right? Yeah, because she's yeah, sure. there's a couple of her like crying right next to it, and she's just Aww. like, like, yeah, one of them's moving and one of them's yeah. It's really is that because she does? Is that because she doesn't like it or <laughs> she no? Loves, she, she loves appreci- it. No, it's oh, she loves no. It. It's funny because she gets to look out actually on it's it's the light hits it beautifully and um, especially because uh, we're facing west. So at the end of the day, the the uh, the light the sunset's coming in and hitting it and the and the sun is uh, you know glaring off of it as well as my dog and she's looking outside and the traffic's going by and she's crying mm-hmm. and she's like all right take me outside I'm ready to go. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So we touched on it earlier about um, mental health and how involved you are with that. And you've set up, uh, you're part of a big charity that's focusing on It's his foundation. Health. It's your foundation. Yes. Wow. Yes, and, it's the Kevin so Love the Foundation. Current, the Kevin Love Foundation. Amazing. Yeah. So in the current climate, are you finding that, you know, it's more than ever, it's important that people really talk about mental health and think about like the, the, what's happening right now? Oh, especially in the current climate. That's a good point. I think, uh, you know, even as I mentioned earlier, too, just how stressful this time is. And, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people here in America are living paycheck to paycheck, trying to figure out how they're going to take care of their family, uh, Mm. put food on their table. So just, you know, having so many people out of work and and kids at home and what this is going to mean for for, you know, everyone in any any demographic Mm -hmm. long term. I think it's going to be it's going to be extremely meaningful. Not only what I'm doing at the at the fund, but you know what the CDC is doing, the World Health Organization, and and how people are paying it forward to help each other throughout this time. Mm-hmm. Just because it's got to be, you know, mentally so hard to uh, you know socially isolate yourself because so many people are looking for that connection uh, in their life. And if if moving forward we come out of this, we don't you know, take all the necessary steps right now, uh, you know, these, um, you know, anxiety disorders, depression, uh, bipolar disorder, uh, you know, so on and so forth. It's just such a big thief of, of human potential. So at the fund, that's what we're trying to, you know, find ways to eliminate the stigma, educate people, find tools, and then also at the end of the day, uh, continue research in order to make a big impact moving forward and have a huge paradigm shift in, in where we can take this thing and, and help everyone because so, it's such a big wow. deal, especially in times it like is. this. Yeah, definitely. I've also been thinking a lot about the kind of local community and like what we can do to help people. You know, obviously it's a global issue right now, but also to remember that you can help people on the same street as you, even your neighbours. Or And I saw that last week you actually pledged um, money to help the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers Arena and to support staff that are unable to work during this coronavirus pandemic. And I just think that's such an amazing thing you did and a really great mm. example. Yeah, um, thanks, and obviously Kevin you probably amazing. didn't mention it because I guess you don't amazing. want to like shout about your own gifts or whatever that you're doing yeah. to help people. But I, I just thought it was a really nice example of helping your direct community and a community that supported you. So thank you for that. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And those are, those are people that, uh, you know... You, you start to have a, a, a relationship with and, and are, honestly are part of my story. I've been in Cleveland for six years now. So those are people that I see, uh, 
you know, 40 plus nights out of the year and you develop a first name basis with them, you know, you ask about, you know, ask how their family is. And, you know, these are people that have, you know, when we won the championship in 2016, were there. So they're incredibly supportive. So in times like yeah. this, it was just, you know, I felt, felt, you know, in a, in a way it's therapy for me as well. It's therapeutic to know that, you know, I paid it forward and, and helped that next person. But as you mentioned as well, like whether it's locally on the street or locally, you know, to a, to a, a food bank, everything helps. And definitely, um, yeah. You know, it's just you never know if you're able to do it. You never know, you know, who else you're going to be able to help in this time, whether it be physically yeah, uh, or mentally. And it's it's just it, I felt it was something incredibly positive. And you saw uh, throughout the NBA uh, guys either, you know, offering meals to you know up to a million dollars or, you know, other people stepping up and giving to uh, arena workers, other people stepping up and giving to to local hospitals. So it was really uh, after that, across all sports, really cool to see guys step up and, and just help their communities. Mm. Do you think there's any way now that art can play into um, mental health and appreciating culture in that way that can help you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you see it. We we, uh, we go to the, uh, the uh, uh, Cleveland Clinic, which is 10 minutes away. We're so fortunate to have one of, if not the best hospitals in the world, right down the street from us. But you see art all over the, uh, the walls there. And actually in their, their cancer ward, their children's ward, they, uh, they have tons of art and have the kids as a way of expression. And it's, they have art all over the place and they have art books as well. I've actually worked, I've I've worked quite closely with the Cleveland Clinic. That's, that's really crazy. In what way, Rob? What do you mean? Like as a a gallerist? Yeah, we've sold lots of art to them. Um, And um, they they actually exhibit in the children's children's ward. And I've got a feeling Jonas Wood, who's an artist based in Los Angeles, he's recently just done a whole series of artworks that have gone, do you? Oh, great. So he's done a whole series of artworks for a children's hospital, which might have even been the same one. I'm not sure. Oh, with the curtains, wasn't it? Was that the one? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yes. For the cubicle curtains. I remember. Yes, yes, yes. But the Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic that I work with are, are an amazing, um, an amazing centre. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Jonas Woods was like a children's national hospital. Actually, I think it might have been a different one, but I think it was in Washington D.C. But um, but I, I do love that when when art can you know artists can come together and come up with creative thinking in different ways to engage people when they're you know suffering in hospitals in different places. Yeah, amazing. So we yeah, ask every great. guest that come on. We ask them two very important questions. We've also got another question that's come up as a bonus because we're all in lockdown. But the first question I'll ask you both, Kevin and Jane, is if you could yeah. do an art heist, you could own any work of art in the world from anywhere, and you could be Nick, you could live with it. What would it be and why? And I'll go to you, Kevin, first. Imaginary art heist. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, okay. All right. I referenced it earlier. I'm going to say a Basquiat. Um, I, I think w- w- the one sold at uh, Sotheby's auction uh, was the, what, the one that broke all records. Yes. The yes. one that was yes. like 194 million or something. You, know you just want that yeah, one. You know okay, fine. You know what's funny? You know what's casual. funny? Of course, I'm going to say that. Casual, right? And yeah. my next answer is going to be casual as well. But I actually, I mean, who does I, I can't get enough of that piece like i i have it saved in my phone multiple times did you see it in person because uh, the guy who, who bought it was I, so generous that he sent it on a tour of the world which was amazing it was at a brooklyn I, museum wasn't it and uh, i did not see it unfortunately i did not uh uh see it in person but that one actually really appealed to me and then if this was like an all-time 
uh, imaginary uh, art heist, I would probably, you know, very, very subtle. And, you know, if you, if, if you could... Jane, you going to answer that? That's for a Basquiat. She's got you one lined up. She's just yeah, bought you the right. Basquiat. She just texted it. <laughs> she texted yeah. it and it's there. Love that. It's going to be delivered say, to your door tonight. The yeah. done. Yes. Now go on, what are you saying? Down. No, I would say, uh, you know, and this might make the, the news as well, like it had um, long ago, uh, the Mona Lisa. I mean, why wouldn't you steal it if you, if you could have the... Uh, we can help. We are there. Yeah, you can help. Yeah. We're okay. going to bring you yeah. the Mona Lisa. I it's appreciate no problem. it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You deserve the Mona Lisa. You deserve it, Kevin. Jane, then this is an interesting question for you as an art advisor. What is your, for yourself, for your personal collection? Because you collect as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I've been collecting since the age of 18 when I first worked for a gallery in Mayfair. So um, it's been part of my life forever. Um, wow. Well, first of all, if it's an art heist, I'm not taking Kevin with me because I don't know if you know, but he's like, he's six foot 11. I've never met anyone that's so what tall size in the whole of my got, life. Kevin? We did see that because, yeah. What is size really shoe? I saw it on Wikipedia. It can't be true. What a size shoe are you? Uh, I'm an uh, 18. And thank you for the extra two inches, Jane. Uh, I'm 6'9". <laughs> six, six, uh, yeah, yeah, Every inch helps, Kevin. Every inch helps. Rus- Russell You're called s- me last night and was like, how can his feet be that big? And I was like, Russell, he's a basketball player. So, Jane, what would your work, what would your work be then? <laughs> well, first of all, so yeah, he's not coming with me because he's right, just going to spoil tall. the whole thing. Because, yeah. you know, I'm thinking of like the gold finch or the Thomas Crown Affair. Ooh, I'm going to do mm, it very kind of mm-hmm. slickly. It's yeah. either going to be something tiny that I can virtually put into my pocket, like Vermeer's The Milkmaid or Maurizio mm. Catalan's Mini Me. You know, I can just kind of slip that off the shelf. Yes. You could, but you? If I'm Somebody going... actually stole his, his golden toilet last year. Exactly, from so Blender yeah. Like His work has actually yeah. been stolen, yeah. Did, you must have seen um, the banana on the wall then this year in LA, wasn't I it? Did. A freeze. No, it was no, in Did you see that, Kevin? No. It was in Miami. At oh, it was Miami. It was in oh, Miami. Right, right, right. There were queues and of people trying to get in. It was crazy. And I got the biggest shock. It was on the Sunday of Art Basel. Um, I was on someone else's stand and suddenly people started running and screaming and I thought, oh my God, there's gonna, a bomb's going to go yeah. off. Literally, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be dead in a matter of seconds. So I went to investiva- investigate very carefully and someone had actually just knocked the banana off the wall. That's all that had happened by Catalan, but... Wow. Honestly, there was such a commotion, you would have thought that you're about to lose your life. Oh my God. So, there were so many um, memes of like, people eating bananas yeah. and like, oh, it was wild, wasn't it? <laughs> With really. But the piece that I really want, guys, mm. yeah. if I have to take it just down to one, I yeah. mean, for anyone in the art business, it's like asking an alcoholic what they'd like to drink when they're standing in a wine shop. So mm-hmm. it's very difficult for us to, you know, decide which one piece we want. But I think for me, it's got to be um, Pablo Picasso's Demoiselle d'Avignon from 1907. Ah, the that's hanging, yes. that's hanging in uh, the Museum of Modern Art in New York. Yes. Yes, because it's, it's a watershed moment in art history. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's Why do you think that was? What, what did it do? Why did it make such an impact? Well, it's just so innovative in terms of the subject matter, in terms of the execution. 
You've got, you know, the body's been looked at analytically. Um, it's, you know, it's a deconstruction of the three-dimensional form. There's so much going on. Gone is linear perspective. Gone is chiaroscuro. It's, it's a new visual language. So um, for me, that is the piece. I want that monumental moment in art mm-hmm. history hanging in my entrance hall with that incredibly innovative rendering of a woman. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you think about how the woman was um, constructed previously in painting, if you think about Manet's Olympia or Degas mm. or Titian, here was Picasso doing something utterly innovative that mm. was utterly shocking in terms of the appearance of a woman. Mm. It, you know, it's a fantastic piece. So, Actually, that just um, got me I'm thinking, just... Jane. You know, you know when you first started, you worked for Janet de Botton and she gave um, 56 works or so to f- help form the Tate Modern um, in 1906, yes. no? Yes, So, so yes. you must have come from this kind of really rich history of, of like, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, that particular painting because I've always felt with you that you have this real understanding of um, art history and it's not just the contemporary, but then you sort of fell in love with the contemporary. So... Um, nowadays, you're obviously advising many different private individuals and you're, you're also friends with lots of well-known people. And I saw an amazing video that Victoria Beckham posted in, I think it was 2016 on her <laughs> Instagram of her in a Yaya Kusama um, infinity room. And in the background, I was watching it. And in the background, I suddenly heard your voice going like, are you okay in there, Victoria? And I was like, that's Jane Suter. And then I realised that she'd actually tagged you on the video. So, so you, you, your enthusiasm is so brilliant because it kind of has led, you know, leading figures to art when I think they maybe, mm. you know, I'm sure they had an interest before, but I love the fact you actually take your friends to see shows you know in in real life and not just look it's at books but but how did so you get, become an art advisor because it's like it's such it's a great so thing yeah to see everything in the flesh I came um it was purely by accident um it was many many years ago when dinosaurs were walking on the earth um <laughs> I was working for a gallery in Mayfair <laughs> and it was a friend of a friend who asked if I would help um friends of theirs who were living in Los Angeles. And it was, you know, it was very organic. Art advisors didn't really exist. People didn't think um, about employing somebody, about using someone to help them put together an art collection. Because if you think back to the 1980s, there was only a handful of collectors in the UK. So true, yeah. There was... Definitely under 10 British collectors who were really engaging with the contemporary. There weren't any more than that. And they were doing it because they absolutely loved the innovative and there was nothing um, in terms of commodification. They weren't buying because they thought it was a good investment. They were just buying because they wanted to engage with something new and they wanted to decorate their homes. And as we all know, it's incredibly addictive because you become part of living history. You engage with the artists, you meet the gallerists, and you really see what is going on and the issues that the artists are engaging with. So the second question we ask every guest is very simple for both of you. Um, what is your favourite colour? Yeah, no, for me, it's it's actually really, really simple and easy. For me, it would be... Uh, either like a pine green or a forest green. I'm from Portland, Oregon. And actually, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm uh, Nike uh, started in my backyard. So 
Really? Uh, Eugene, oh. Yeah, Eugene, Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Uh, you know, Phil Knight and Bill Bowerman. He actually says in his memoir, Shoe Dog, that on literally on the first page it says, "If you're from, if you're from Oregon, the trees have your back." And it's it's so true. Like you, you don't realize that these these uh, you don't respect it or you don't uh, you or you take it for granted when you you don't realize these massive uh, pine trees or, or or Douglas firs are in your front and backyard and it's really like all you see everywhere and uh, my girlfriend Kate as I mentioned earlier is from the Pacific Northwest it's gorgeous we... by the way <laughs> <laughs> thank you Jen thank and you, tall Jen. visually extremely yeah. tall she's absolutely fantastic she's 19 feet tall yeah, <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> We yeah. love her. And she likes to hold a light bulb in her hand at <laughs> night yes, when she takes like off her women do. She sure do. does. She sure does. I look forward to that later. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite colour, Jane? Um, guess. No, no. It's um, purple. Purple. Oh, it's, I like purple. I love purple flowers. Um, do you? Yeah, it's, yeah, I love purple flowers. Bluebells. You like bluebells? Bluebells, delphiniums, agapanthers. Um, yeah, I just love purple flag. Purple. Um, Hot. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I could tell you about purple, but, you know, I think I'll then. just keep it simple. I, I'm loving well, the I, nature connection. Um, yeah, it's really weird. I've, I've actually got memory of coming to your, your house, not in London, but the one in the countryside that your husband won an award for being the architect. Won a Reber Award. Found a Reber Award. That's won right. A Reber Award for the house in the country. Richard found. Yeah, he's a really great architect. But I, I went down to the countryside Thanks and the saw plug. your beautiful house there. And I think you had purple <laughs> flowers that day, like on the table in the kitchen. I'm so sure. Yeah. I'm sure. So it's true. I'm actually, I've actually experienced it. It's real. It's not a lie. That is her favourite colour, <laughs> listeners. So the last question we ask is, what is your hidden lockdown talent? Something you've discovered you can do, which if you hadn't been in this current climate, you might not have never known. Jane. Hidden lockdown. T- oh, yeah, go ahead, Jane. Oh, Kevin, Kevin, you go. Oh, both things. We'll jump in. <laughs> jump in. Mine, mine, would be, mine would be uh, drinking absurd amounts of wine, I guess, because I... <laughs> oh, really? I just... Um, <laughs> I, He's um, a wine connoisseur. What do we expect? I just uh, <laughs> opened so a couple of boxes of, of uh, Italian reds um, wow. and finally got it all up on the shelf. And I said, okay, now I need to actually start opening them up while I'm on quarantine. So uh, hidden talent, though. Because usually do you, do you not, you're not able to drink, I guess, when you're training. Not, not... Um, Clearly not. Definitely not. Yeah, not as much. Don't um, let him tell you otherwise. <laughs> As you would in the uh, the off se- off season, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you have a red there you'd recommend? A red, I, I like. See, I like super Tuscans. I like big and bold, and um, you know things you could almost feel like you're drinking out of a chalice in Middle Earth. So um, probably yes, like, like a, Game of Thrones sort of. Yes, wine. yes exactly. Got it. Yes. Yeah, medieval. Uh, have you been, have you been yeah, yeah, um, yeah. taking your 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 dog out for long walks or anything like at this, long walks? This yeah, I mean, you, it, the best thing about having a dog is that it forces you to get outside. So yes, I got three uh, here. Yeah. We've been going to some, uh, uh, you know, metro parks and and dog parks and um, not seeing too many people, but throwing the ball around for the dog. And she loves it. She's proud and, uh, yeah, just runs around and gets uh, uses up all that energy that those type of hunting dogs have. 
Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you've you've become a. Or, no, sorry, you already were, but you've realised that you're a great parent to your dog. So that's very sweet. Yes. yes. He's an amazing dog parent. parent. Yeah. Oh, you can, can Russell wine. is too. So you no two time. are going to get yes. on very well. Yes, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Dog, dogs united. And you, Jane? What is your hidden talent? Lockdown. Um, I've learnt. I've learnt how to use my Hoover very successfully. <laughs> Oh my god! It took a, it took a quarantine for you to do that, right? Let me tell you something. I have a very oh sophisticated god. Hoover. And sophisticated cleaner, yeah. You can know my Hoover. My Hoover right. is very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. It can it can Hoover carpet, hard well, floor, for. curtains, oh, okay, yeah. and everything. I didn't realise there were different settings. <laughs> so you actually attachments. <laughs> yeah, so the attachments change to... <laughs> change everything. Wow! I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I'm hoping to build up to painting my nails. That's what I'm hoping for next. Right? Well, wow! And amazing. you've never done that. You've always had you're going to become an incredible manicurist. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to become Hoovering an with the manicurist. most beautiful nails. Well, yes. I, I, yeah. I request that you, when you do that, send us a picture and please make it like purple nail varnish. That'll be really glamorous. Okay, yeah. I'll Prince, do that. Prince, sometimes the musician, wear late musician, would approve. Yeah, <laughs> I love a bit of Prince. Well, you well, guys, you this two. has been incredible. Has been Thank so you so fun. much. So fun. Um, I've if you loved want any images, <laughs> if you want any images of what we've been talking about today, please go on at Instagram uh, at Talkar. And Kevin, are you on Instagram? I am. It's just my name, Kevin Love. It's Fat Kevin Love. But he also, I must just say, he has three point two million followers, so he's definitely 3. on Instagram. 2. He's he's incredibly <laughs> present and popular on Instagram. I had a so, look on your Instagram, and I couldn't see a lot of art on there, Kevin. I want to see more art. He's I very think people private. want to see your collection. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll make sure of that. Okay. I've got three followers. Yeah, <laughs> that's us, Ke- Kevin, that's Russell me. and Rob, and Talkart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the same, Jane. Compared to Kevin's 3.2 million. <laughs> yeah. What, what's your Instagram? Um, I th- I'm just Jane Suter, following in Kevin's footsteps. Loving it. Well, thank you so much, both of you. you. It's been so fun. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Give us a plug too, Kevin, when we put you out. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I've loved talking to you. It's been so fun. It's been so good. Yeah, please send us some images, Kevin, of uh, the dog, your dog with the Gormley. Absolutely. And And yeah, this was my my first uh, time talking about art at length, so I hope I did uh, okay for an athlete. You were fantastic. And and also, (laughs) I think it's so wonderful to bring together different worlds, like to bring together sport and art. You know, it just shows people that you know, art is really for everyone. And that was yes, kind of the whole purpose absolutely. of our show. So I'm really yeah. grateful for you for speaking about it with us because it is wonderful to hear how much it's touched your life and how it's going to continue to. You know, it's yeah. a lifelong pursuit yeah. and, and it's yeah. a wonderful, yeah. wonderful adventure that you've begun. So thank you for well sharing said. it with us. Thank you so absolutely. much. All right, we cheers everyone. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at TalkArt, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.